Welcome to Work Beautifully, a podcast brought to you by Dialpad that discusses growth, learnings, and pitfalls to avoid in business. Founders, thanks for joining us on the Dialpad podcast series. In this season, we're going to get answers to top questions that startups have. Dialpad for Good is committed to helping startups, underrepresented founders, and nonprofits through providing 10 free licenses, Dialpad Talk, and Meetings for Life. To learn more about our programs, please visit dialpad.com slash dialpad for good. Hello, founders. Welcome to episode four of the Work Beautifully podcast. This is our last installment in the startup series. Today, we're joined by Dialpad's own Daryl Graves. He is our director of equity, balance, and belonging. Hey, Daryl. How's today going? Oh, today is going great. I'm excited to be in this conversation with you. Awesome. Me too. So today we're going to be talking about uh, equity, balance, and belonging, as well as DEI. And uh, let's just hop into it. Okay. So uh, can you explain to us why Dialpad is implemented an EBB program versus a DEI program? Yes. um, Thanks for that question. It's interesting. Uh, When we think about diversity, equity, and inclusion, uh, DEI, a lot of times when we are approached with the narrative around diversity, my thoughts lean towards the fact that diversity as a word really speaks to differences, really speaks to someone being unique. And often when we're having that conversation, we're talking about folks who are left out of the conversation and we're being transparent. It's really people who are part of a majority culture, even if it's homogenous environment. So one of the things I wanted to make sure that we emphasized was stating balance over diversity or alongside diversity and also belonging alongside inclusion. So when we looked at changing the moniker, the the way we would approach this, it was really talking about equity remaining. So that's the E. And then balance instead of diversity. And balance is really just creating a more balanced approach to how we're designing our workforce and how we're approaching how we hire the best people. And then when we also look at belonging alongside uh, inclusion is really just Thinking about inclusion is a lower bar, in my opinion. Belonging is what most humans really strive to be a part of. Uh, Inclusion is like being invited to a party and being told it's because someone else is canceled. The equivalent of we build a space and it's fine if you show up. Whereas belonging is more like someone inviting you because it's important that you're there. Or maybe we built a space with you in mind and we would love for you to join us. So just really thinking about how we can be more intentional about our language. We're, We're a linguistics company. So making sure that we're actually emphasizing the things that are important to us. So that was the, the uh, emphasis behind equity, balance, and belonging. Thanks so much, Daryl. Where should an organization start their DEI journey? Great question. So I think really we need to start with focusing on a conversation about the value of increasing diversity or increasing representation. And once you've had that conversation and understand why it's important to have representation, why it's important to have your spectrum of gender and age and ethnicity and gender identity and other characteristics. Once you've had that conversation, now you can name why, why that's important, that that value and ethics make, you know, DEI the right thing to do. And it's also going to, frankly, increase your bottom line. There's a number of studies that have supported this. So that would be the second thing. And I think also you want to require some training, have folks understand you know, a little bit more about, you know, having those uncomfortable conversations that can lead to change and lead to people understanding why you're doing what you're doing. 
I think step four would maybe be making that commitment, make the formal commitment that you are trying to emphasize concrete steps to increase representation and a sense of belonging at your company. And I think, you know, step five might be adding talent, you know, making sure like when we're talking about representation and balance within the workforce and having um, there be a, a focus on finding the best and the brightest talent, it's not looking at the traditional areas. Like you're not always going to the PWIs, for example, uh, you're maybe looking at HBCUs or you're looking at predominantly Hispanic serving college institutions or you're, you're looking at uh, boot camps, for example. And then also, I think the last step would be really talking about building trust, you know, building trust within your workforce, building trust within the candidates that, that are applying for your company. And lastly, I would say, you know, challenging the status quo, you know, challenge some of the outdated practices and methods for hiring, some of the outdated methods for ensuring that people are developed or moving up in their career. It's not just the folks that are in the room, but the folks that are outside of the room that are being spoken about and being sponsored and supporting folks from a grassroots perspective, as opposed to, you know, just always looking at the way that things are typically designed within your company. Thanks, Daryl. And what do you think are the key components to a progressive organizational culture? I think really we need to look at, you know, empowering employees. We need to look at employee development and open communication. When we really think about how employees are empowered to ask questions, to make constructive criticisms, to also be included in conversations that are going to be critical to the success of the company, they're going to feel more empowered to be innovators, to be creators, to suggest things that are a bit outside of the box, so to speak. And then when you think about employee development, how are those same employees being rewarded for some of those efforts? And how are they being developed and sponsored and mentored to move forward in their career and even consider options outside of what they may have considered as a trajectory in their career that could actually be more passionate outside of where they're necessarily uh, focused? So for example, if you're an engineer, maybe you have a passion in the space of marketing, right? So how, what does that look like and how can we help foster that and develop it? And then lastly, the open communication part is really just talking about how we can have, again, those be comfortable having those uncomfortable conversations in a way that's going to help everyone feel like they have a voice and that they're being heard. Thank you, Daryl. Uh, that was very insightful. And for an organization, uh, you know, just starting out or even those that are trying to implement a new change in culture, um, mm -hmm. what are the key components to developing an EBB or DEI framework? I think one of the main components I would love to just emphasize over and over and over again is, is a focus on empathy. And when, when we're all looking at each other as humans, when we're all looking at each other as brothers or sisters, I think when you have that as a core component of developing that framework, it's also going to help you create change because you're seeing someone from their own lens. You're seeing someone from the lens of a brother or a sister or someone in your network or your family. And having that promotion of empathy and having people lean into how that's going to help impact their day-to-day -day lives as well as their personal lives is definitely going to be something that's going to be at the forefront of a core competency of framework. And I think one of the areas that would be really integral to making that happen 
is uh, ERGs, employee resource groups. So when we talk about these, most people think of it as like, oh, you know, it's women at Dialpad or it's the LGBTQ plus community, which here is Dial Out. I'm not necessarily affiliated with those communities, so I'm not going to join that ERG. Well, whereas really what our thoughts should be around are how can I join this ERG, this employee resource group, and as an ally and learn and be empathetic and take some of those learnings into my day-to-day life as well as some of my, my workforce life and making sure that I'm able to support those communities as well as my fellow dialers on a day-to-day basis. So I think really at the core of it all, it's the human aspect. It's really humanizing our approach to equity, balance, and belonging and making it a, a situation where we can have psychologically safe spaces for everyone to have some of those, again, those uncomfortable conversations and discourse that that leans to solving for challenges and advancing innovation within the company. Thanks so much, Daryl. And thank you so much for all you do for the Dialpad culture and your team. I think I can speak on behalf of all dialers when I say that uh, Dialpad is a wonderful place to work, awesome culture. And thanks for your time today. And uh, thanks so much and look forward to chatting with you in the future. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All day, every day. Let's make this happen. <laughs> awesome. Have a good day, Daryl. You do the same.